0: All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What's What VR. We have Mayor, President, Chair Westerbrook back with us again. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. It's uh, it's been beautiful weather here in our great capital city, and that always makes me smile. That's.
0: I told somebody, I think over the weekend, this is kind of weather I'd write a check for if I could, yeah. <laughs> you know, if it could just stay like this. For so, sure. for sure, Absolutely. So lots happening in your neck of the woods these days. Um, kind of just dive in. You, you know, I appreciate you making time every month to just kind of drop in and tell us what's going on. What um what's probably top of most people's mind? I know it's been top in you know kind of your guys' place. What's the uh, what's our latest numbers? Where's data you know showing us in the you know kind of COVID front? Is it trending down like we see? Is it
1: we're yes, good? <laughs> it is. It is. We are making progress in our battle against COVID nineteen. Um, we have had a total of sixty three thousand. Uh, plus cases since March of 2020. Uh, we've had 11, over 1,100 deaths due to COVID since March 2020. We've had 271 people or patients who've been in a hospital, and 46 on ventilators. Uh, but as of now, 50%, and uh, this is the good news, 50% of East Baton Rouge Parish population has completed the vaccine series, including myself. And uh, uh, 55% has initiated the vaccine series. And additionally, 66% of the population, adult population 18 and over, has initiated the uh, vaccine. So, certainly, while the uh, statewide mass mandate, as you know, is over, we still wanna encourage everyone to really take safety precautions to protect the health and safety of uh, themselves and their families. You know, um, Brad, Brandon, there may be uh, some individuals who may still want to wear masks because maybe there's someone in their family who has some type of immune deficiency. Well, it's okay to do it if you want to, you know, it's up to the individual right now. And as we get ready, which I'm eagerly uh, getting ready for uh, the holiday season, it's especially important that we still remember uh, those mitigation efforts for COVID uh, as we get ready for the holiday uh, season. And of course, we, we still are encouraging people to uh, get the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. And for more information, they can go to uh, brla.gov slash COVID. That's brla.gov slash COVID.
0: Yeah, no, that's, Definitely in the positive direction. Right. That's, you know, as I talk to people, I tell people all the time, you know, as we started kind of doing this show, gosh, I think we're almost, we're almost 200 episodes in and it's been kind of since March, right around that shutdown that, and you can, if you go back and watch started out with people just kind of in wonder of like, what, how is this going to be possible? What are we going to do? And you kind of see it morph like all the way through to where now We're not done with it, but everybody starts to talk. Not everyone, majority of people, it's kind of talking this. Hey, it's we're we're getting ahead of this, we're beating this, it's past tense, you know, we're open again. This is the new way. So it's kind of neat to see kind of the way in here. If you you spot check some of the old shows in the beginning, people are just nobody knows what to think. Now it's kind of like, hey, remember when that happened, and we're talking about it in past tense. So it's good to see we're getting there, but we do have which it's almost like the timing couldn't have been, you know, worse, it seems like, but we're about to roll right into, like we're rolling out of a COVID and rolling into a flu. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And And so many times, you know, I've talked to some people who have questioned whether they still need to get their flu shot. And the answer is yes, you should get your flu shot. Uh, And, because the mitigation measures for COVID-19 certainly help us reduce the rate of infections uh, during flu uh, season. But uh, when you get your flu uh, vaccine um, and your COVID vaccine, uh, then you certainly are um, mitigating the the one-two punch that could come uh, towards you. And we always encourage everyone uh, to elevate your comfort level, to get accurate information, uh, to speak to your healthcare provider about what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And that's, I guess,
0: everybody's got their own situation, right? So that's, you know, it's, we can't tell everybody what to do, but go talk to a provider, let them tell you, you know, get the, I think we've said it probably the last two or three times you've come on the show, and I think I say it every time, like, people need to stop getting their news from Facebook. And TikTok, in my opinion, and go talk to someone who knows yeah. what they're doing. And so
1: talk to a so, trusted healthcare professional. Uh, um, yeah. Situation. That's what we admonish you to do.
0: Yeah, stop making life decisions based on what you see on social media. You know, I tell her, I tell my daughter all the time. You know that, that social media, it's not someone's life story. It's really just their highlight reel. You know, you don't see the ups and downs. You just see all the great news. Then when you see news, is it really news? Where did it come from? That's a whole other, you know, story there. So find someone trustworthy, fact check. That's where I see
1: Absolutely.
0: It. So. so tell me, we've talked in the past, um, a lot of, I think we kind of, I don't know, I don't think we necessarily announced it, but we've always talked about this drainage project from the beginning and inception of... I remember talking with you and it was about, you know, hey, if you have problems, report them in. And it was just an incredible amount of information, you know, that you guys got from, I guess, your own teams, the public reporting information in. But how is the, you know, this drainage is a big deal for everybody. And so where are we with that?
1: Well, we are making progress as it relates to drainage work here in East Baton Rouge Parish. You know, uh, this summer, I proposed that we use $20 million of our American Rescue Plan money to address critical drainage issues in our parish. So let me tell you what we've done with those dollars so far. We've removed 4 million pounds of sediment from over 3,700 storm drain structures. That's 3,700. We've cleaned over 70,000 linear feet of pipes. And, and uh, we're scheduled to present our second proposal uh, of American Rescue Plan allocations uh, this week to the Metro Council. Um, and I will present my plan for the next uh, funding of, um, uh, the next pot of funding, if you will, uh, for our American Rescue Plan dollars. And now when we do the next uh, plan, We come out with this additional plan which you will soon hear about we're adding another 20 million dollars for drainage funding and so it's going to help us uh do additional box and uh pipe cleaning it's going to help us do roadside ditch cleaning it's going to help with the improvements to the jones creek watershed and channel clearing for nine major channels in baton rouge and you probably heard, Brandon, that now we are working collaboratively with our surrounding parishes of Ascension and Iberville to clean Bayou Man So uh, all of this funding will provide a very <clears throat> needed boost uh, to the ongoing drainage work that's taking place in our parish.
0: That's exciting. For somebody <laughs> who I've moved since, but um, still have the house. I had Bayou Manchac in my house in 16 in oh. the flat. <laughs> so it came in and had a little party in the house with a few feet you know
1: Wow!
0: and so that's exciting to hear you know and that it does have to be because that is you know I think Manchac's kind of that parish line right and that kind of yes. it kind of follows right there so that couldn't have been something everybody's pointing at the other guy to do it right like wow. y'all take care of it <laughs> but it sounds like you guys have be able to put a team group of people and say, hey, look, we're just all going to knock this out. You yeah. know, it affects all of us. Yeah. So that makes a big difference.
1: You know, water doesn't uh, know what parish is seeing. It doesn't say, oh, I'm going to go to Ascension, to e- EBR, to Iberville. It knows no boundaries. But we uh, certainly know the impact it has on our region, right? On our three parish region. And so it behooves us, to work together and collaborate. And I believe the uh, citizens uh, also feel that progress is taking place when they see us working harmoniously together on a major issue like this. Yeah. And I
0: think, you know, especially like you said, you know, very similar to the water, I guess, you know, if I draw if I can draw that crazy line, you know, the citizens, you know, there's so many of our citizens that are crossing, you know, from Ascension that live in Ascension that work in Baton Rouge that are going back and forth, you know, they're just saying, look, we just want it fixed, mm-hmm. you know, or we just want somebody to address it. You know, we don't care who it is, but so, so, it, but for everybody, you know, I'll say, you know, it takes a lot. It's not, it's not like I can call a buddy and be like, Hey, can you come help me fix the fence? You've got a lot more work, you know, that's got to get done than just, Hey, let's go do this. You know, that's if anything, it's you know, where does the funding come? How are we gonna do it? Who's gonna be in charge? Who's gonna own the project? Who's gonna be responsible if something goes wrong? So there's a lot of moving parts that people don't realize. And so you say it like it's simple, you know, hey, we're collaborate with Ascension and Everville to clean out Manchac, but it's a much bigger deal yeah. than what everybody realizes. So absolutely,
1: absolutely. So again,
0: getting things done.
1: Absolutely. Um
0: in the spirit of talking, you know, we kind of, as I mentioned, we talked about that before. But from what I understand, you've got a this new—is it the hot team? Is that right? Or you know, there's something. You know, this is this a new program? Something like we drainage was new yes. when we first talked. Are we kind of talking about something new here that's going to be going on? This had something to do with the homeless and pandemic. Pandemic. Habit, panhandling.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah. You know, uh, Brandon, um, we have seen um, an increase in panhandling and homelessness in our community. Uh, Now, I will tell you, I want to put it in perspective. If you go to some surrounding areas, you could go down to New Orleans, you can go to D.C., you can go to Denver, you go to other cities. Uh, you can go to Austin. Um, let me tell you, our issues are not as dominant at, at around homelessness and panhandling uh, as they are in some of those places I named. However, our goal is to do uh, our part and beyond to make sure that we take an approach to addressing this increase in homelessness and panhandling so we don't have major issues like some of those other cities have. So to that extent, we've developed the hot team in partnership with the Sheriff's Office, Baton Rouge Police Department, RDPW, to conduct outreach and cleanups in various, what we call hot spots around the community where individuals are panhandling or experiencing homelessness. Now, you may notice that we have signs positioned around the city that encourage people not to give money to panhandlers, but give them to the nonprofit organizations so we can maximize the impact of those who are panhandling. In addition, it is a safety issue as well. Um, Trying to navigate sometimes people giving money to a panhandler can can um, be a little challenging, and so our hot team will make contact with individuals, offer them services and resources like housing and healthcare, food, substance abuse counseling, etc. And the Department of Public Works is doing regular cleanup, cleanups at various hot spots like around O'Neill Lane and Segan Lane and Sherwood Forest and Drusilla Lane and other locations, especially particularly along the interstate. And so the focus is cleaning up litter generated at these spots, not their personal belongings. Litter, not their personal belongings. And so real soon, we're going to incorporate behavior health specialists into the hot team and they're going to provide mental health assistance uh, directly to people in need and we also have a mayor's homeless prevention coalition we just had a meeting last week where we are uh, collaborating and conducting conducting continued outreach to individuals in need and so it's a coalition of about a dozen uh, of organizations in our community. And and look, Brandon, we know that the safest and healthiest place for someone to be is at home or in a home. And so we Mm -hmm. also know that the best way to help someone is through a recognized organization or charity. And so um, that's why we put up those signs, encouraging people to donate at brhelps.org.
0: And, you know, without, you know, trying to get into, like, I've always said, this is never, you know, investigative. So if you don't know, it's not deep, but it does seem, you know, this is, this is a, a touchy situation, right? You know, we need, you know, a lot of these people, you know, needed our help, but it seems that this just kind of cropped up on us, yeah. you know, did we, you know, get, have you heard, is it more, more of a population or are we just now noticing it more or, you know, like, obviously, we've had, you know, homeless, but it seems the panhandling at the intersections, I don't know, you know, somebody told me, you know, it's kind of one of those flywheel or snowball, you know, once, you know, people start kind of some of these, you know, these, the need, these homeless or, you know, the people panhandling, sometimes they find, you know, hey, if I'm picking up here, you end up with a lot more people start showing up. And is it, or do we have any idea of what, you know, maybe is if we just picked up a larger population or any ideas? Well, I,
1: I think it's a lot of different parts that uh, to the homeless um, equation. I believe one is that we find that some people are uh, being dropped off here in Baton Rouge uh, because we do have some resources. Secondly, I think it's an increase in uh, substance abuse and mental health issues that we are combating uh, as well. Uh, and so COVID also you know, mm-hmm. is a factor in this. But what we're also doing is we're doing surveys um, to find, find out and identify what exactly or who, I should say, are our homeless in Baton Rouge. Are they people who have been, uh, who are one, uh, who've been impacted by medical expenses and now can't pay bills and are homeless? Are there people with substance abuse or mental health issues who are now homeless? Exactly what does our, what's a snapshot of our homeless uh, population? That way we can hone in and address it. Um, more specifically and intentionally.
0: Yeah, it's it's a very complex problem, and you've got to yeah. be sensitive to it. But at the same time, you know, you do have to address it. You know, because it could get—I hate to use the word "out of control," but you know, it's, it's got to be addressed. So it's pretty sensitive. So, but you had mentioned, you know, with that, you had law enforcement, and so to kind of jump, you know, you also there's this new program, the Connect Blue, or is it not new? But I think it was last year. To yeah, maybe it, this,
1: okay. it, it was uh, last year that we launched Connect Blue, uh, Connect Blue, which is a program that empowers our businesses or residents in Baton Rouge who have outdoor security cameras that uh, face a public street to provide access to footage uh, upon request of the Baton Rouge Police Department. So in other words, if a crime happens near your business or your home then if you allow the Baton Rouge Police uh, Department to have access to your video, it may certainly help expedite solving that particular uh, crime. And so people can go to brla.gov slash connect blue, brla.gov slash connect blue for more information. And that is more, It, it is a component of being proactive, but really we're taking other additional steps to improve the public safety landscape here in Baton Rouge. Like I am proposing $14 million of our American Rescue Plan uh, dollars for crime fighting efforts. Uh, so we, we are putting money to address uh, crime in our community yeah that's
0: and i think you would you know put together you know this program started last year right so people can just kind of go online sign up is it do you know is it is it a real-time access or is it they just kind of know these are the people we can reach out to you know and request footage it's not that they're real-time you know access to your cameras i don't think uh i don't think
1: right. it's real-time no it's not real-time yeah. it's uh it, it's um as needed right and so then Mm -hmm. when they when you sign up then uh for example they can know to quickly contact you and request your video it'll help them put together a directory
0: yes that's what and so you know with that did is the, the you know i saw you had some new things that you were proposing with this you know program that we're about to come, Is yeah. Some...
1: Yeah, we're we're the the fourteen million dollars of ARP uh, money funds that we're proposing. We're all for crime fighting includes money for crime cameras, for license plate readers, uh, reestablishing the police athletic lead league, and uh, which helps the police in their work with uh, at risk youth. Um, we're giving. Uh, Uh, And investing $8 million for new police vehicles to update our uh, aging fleet. We want to help provide our officers with safer updated equipment uh, so that they can um, uh, do their jobs effectively. And of course, you know, we were able to give this past year a 6% pay raise. Look, I'm sorry, last year, everything merges together. And so uh, while we still have some room to grow in terms of our dollars that go to our police, uh, this 6% raise last year was the first time in many years that a raise was given um, in our department or for our department. That's
0: good. Those guys could use it, if anybody, you know, it kind of makes me wonder, I always say it's funny how we have these don't be wrong. I'm all for, you know, the athletes and the sports, but it seems like sometimes we're a little out of whack, you know, when we've got, you know, somebody who's playing basketball, making an incredible amount of money. And then we've got our teachers and police that are, you know, down on that lower end of the scale that, you know, it's.
1: I agree with you. Sometimes
0: you could balance up.
1: I think it shows a lot about our priorities, <laughs> you know.
0: Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I think some of the, I always say some of those, you know, we can't, fix it and it's not you know everybody should be able to make as much money as they want to go make and work hard for it but i would say maybe they could try something a little different you know maybe if it was a little bit of those ticket sales went back you know to some of these that we all i think everybody you know police yes we should always you know help and support the police and our teachers yes you know maybe some of those groups one day will chip in help a little bit (laughs) so so definitely you know in line you know right there you know in that police you know there's Some things with, you know, we're just wrapping up the domestic violence, you know, Awareness Month, which is, you know, it's a big deal for me. I know as you as well. So how was, you know, did did you see things, you know, kind of,
1: do you
0: think the message got out a little bit or did it get lost maybe a little?
1: I think the message is getting out, but it's a message that we can't reiterate enough uh, because we have seen a definite uptick. Not only here in Baton Rouge, but across the country, we've seen an increase in domestic violence. Um, we are fortunate here in Baton Rouge to have the Capital Area Family Justice Center, which combines local resources under one roof to make it easier for women and children to receive the support that they uh, need. Um, the team connects with uh, people with local resources. Uh, such as Iris, the Butterfly Society, our law enforcement, the district attorney's office, uh, Baton Rouge Children's Advocacy Center, legal services, and countless other uh, resources. So people can call a 24-hour crisis line if they're in need. And I'm going to give that number out. It's 225-389-3001. 225-389-3001 225-389-3001 is the crisis, 24-hour crisis line for anyone who feels threatened or is a victim of domestic uh, violence. So um, I think it's really important uh, that you use, you know, make sure that your phone is is not being monitored uh, and be extremely cautious when you talk to others for these uh, resources if you're a victim.
0: Absolutely. No, it's, it's a horrible situation for anyone to be in, but there's so many resources out there. And I know a lot of people feel like, you know, when they're the victim, there's not anything out there or there's nowhere to turn or nowhere to go. And there is. And that's where, you know, make some of these calls and, you know, reach out to I think I've talked to almost everybody that you mentioned in that uh, kind of listen between the folks over at IRIS, you know, talked with them, you know, the advocacy, legal service, all of them. Everybody wants to help, but it just sometimes you can't see the force through the trees, you know, when you're in that situation. And so it's just, you got to take the first step, you know, yes. and that's what it's once you do that, you'll realize. And if nothing else, if you can at least, you know, as we say, you know, kind of raise your hand and let someone know then you've got someone that's looking back, you know, kind of maybe checking on you, you know, when you need it. And so it could make a difference and they'll help you get out of those situations. So that's it's amazing awesome. that we have such good resources here for that. I so, agree. So, well, look, I appreciate you spending some time with us again today. Well, um, I appreciate You got a million things going on.
1: Yeah. I appreciate you having me on here and hopefully uh, your viewers will find this information. Um, helpful and if they ever have any questions for me or my team uh, they can go to mayor at brla.gov that's mayor at brla.gov and we'd be glad to facilitate any questions or any and connect folks with resources
0: absolutely
1: well i appreciate everything you're doing
0: it's a busy time i tell everybody especially you you're one of the more popular guests we have as far as show goes people like to hear and see i think the direct communication and just kind of hear you know the little updates so you got a lot more important things to do than sit around and talk to me so i'll let you get back to your day
1: well this is important because you're reaching our 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 citizens and so i appreciate the the outlet uh, that you all afford me to get the information out and let's all, let's keep it going. I know we're uh we've got about two more, well let's see, this is November, so one more month and 2021 is over with. Yeah, it's
0: it still seems like it was yesterday. I was sitting I know. just at the house kind of everybody had gone home and was sitting there going, is this really happening? And it was you Know, kind of maybe April of last or April of 20 last year, and it's just like, I don't know what happened. You right. know, like we just got here, you know, it's kind of been on autopilot moving yeah. through. So we've all, we'll all get through it. As my uh, grandmother used to always tell me, this too shall pass. So indeed, indeed.
1: Thank you, Brandon. All righty. Thank you. Okay. Bye.